0: Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Football season is getting close. You know what happens this football season, tailgating, all that stuff. Keep in mind, don't drink and drive. Don't do none of that. Uh, But if you do, find yourself needing legal representation. Marcos Garza and his law firm supports the podcast. They support Reed's Ranch, and they are East Tennessee's top DUI, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. Garzalaw.com. 865-540-8300. Don't say guilty, say Garza. All right, let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand.
1: Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough.
2: Eh, eh, thirty-eight in a row. I've been thirty-eight on every point when we were whipping
0: that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit
1: acting like this is any fun at all.
0: Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you, 4 p.m. August 8th. It's a daily it's a, it's a day edition. We haven't done this before, at least during the week. We have not, John. We have not. That beautiful voice you hear down there is Seth Hughes in Alabama. It's a pleasure
1: to hear your voice, John. Thanks for taking making the time to uh to get a little podcast in. Squeezing me in. Squeezing
0: you in. You were supposed to do it last night. Your damn power got knocked out because that's what happens in Alabama, but you choose to stay there. You want to keep living there, and that's fine. <laughs> I'll just deal with uh, I'll deal with the fallout. Yeah, you squeeze me in before Hobbs and Shaw. You could be
1: pre gaming for the for the for the film.
0: It's okay. Uh, the movie's at seven. I think I got enough time, I think. Um, if not, I'll be running late for the movie, and then I'll get to drive fast, and that, that's kind of like pre-gaming for the movie, you know?
1: I love driving fast, so you don't have to – I get it totally.
0: So how are you? I'm great. I'm great. We are, I believe, 16 days away from college football. 16 days away.
1: Who do we have that first weekend? Who's playing – I mean, like, who who, are, who is playing that first weekend? The first weekend is just
0: Florida and Miami. That's right. That's right. I'm pulling up the – Yeah, that, that's it. Florida and Miami. Okay, well – Yay, I guess I'm excited for that. I time mean, time no, for football. Go Arizona
1: ahead. and Hawaii are that weekend too.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
1: So uh, Florida and Miami are playing a full week before anyone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's nice that our best defensive tackle shredded his kneecap. You well, know, that's
0: what I was going to say. We're getting closer to football, which means it's time to uh, get shitted on. And Tennessee lost. I won't call him our best defensive lineman because we don't know that, but I'll say he's our uh most tenured defensive lineman. Most tenured defensive lineman. Uh I hesitate to say best because that does that
1: discounts JYD too much. I believe he might be our best defensive lineman, but certainly our most senior offensive lineman. Had the most had the most experience. Um Yeah. Lost his knee. I mean, you so you know what would be really cool is that Aubrey Solomon gets cleared. But, of course, that's too much to ask. Did you see that Chris Steele got cleared at USC, like, two days ago? Like, he transferred from Florida in, like, May.
0: Yeah, I talked to uh, my guy Simonton from VolQuest. He came on the radio today. And he said he has a theory, and it's just a theory. So, you know, it's not not something that's been reported. But he thinks that either, A, we messed up our paperwork, or B... Solomon got denied, and we're trying to appeal. Okay, and they're trying to keep it under wraps. Like that's why they haven't made a decision because they already have made a decision, and now we're trying to get them to make a different decision. Well,
1: of those two, um, of the two theories that Simonson, whom we love, laid out, obviously option number one happened. Tennessee messed up the paperwork, right? Like that's one hundred percent what happened.
0: I mean, it's it's very possible. right? If I tell you that Tennessee loses out on a big, key contributor on a unit that is desperately in need of help, if I tell you that Tennessee lost out on that because they forgot to sign the paperwork, I mean, that wouldn't surprise anybody, right? 100%,
1: that's what happened. Like, I, I, I don't think that they would even try to hide him getting denied from people because I don't think, like... That's gonna. I don't think he's good enough to be like. Oh, we need to hide from Dan Mullen in Florida that Aubrey Solomon's not going to play. Like, I don't even buy that. Like, I think it's that we screwed up the paperwork of those two options. Why well, I don't, I
0: don't, well, I don't I don't I don't think he means that it's they're keeping it under wraps as like a competitive advantage. I think they're I think they're saying they're okay. waiting on the appeal to come in. Like they're, oh, they're trying to okay. they're trying to frantically like get him under the gun like. He got denied, and now Tennessee's appealing and trying to like try again, basically. Yeah, if they mess the paperwork up, you get an appeal. Because I know that Illinois
1: appealed that tight end that was transferring in from Georgia that was transferring because his like granddad is dying. They appealed it, and the NCAA turned down the, the appeal, which that blew my mind. So you just never really know. I mean, it is really absurd we haven't heard anything. I mean, he, he announced his... He announced that he was transferring to Tennessee in 2018.
0: It's also weird to me that we heard about D'Angelo Gibbs, but oh, uh, we have heard about Gibbs. It. Yeah, uh, Pruitt Pruitt came out basically in his first media availability and said Gibbs is redshirting. And oh, uh, I don't know if that means he didn't get cleared or that just that they're just making the decision to redshirt him or what. But he he he's red. I've obviously I have not been online any whatsoever. I,
1: I didn't know that he had said that about Gibbs, but that's good. I'm glad Gibbs is redshirting.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, if, especially if he's playing receiver, I feel like we need receivers next year. Not yeah. This I don't year. really. Did you see the stat? Did you see the stat that, uh, with good and gone, Tennessee doesn't have a single player who averaged more than 10 snaps a game I did. last I did. year. I, did, uh, I, I believe Simonton tweeted that stat out. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, we have four returning tackles, four four solo tackles, and one sack. Who had That's who it. had
1: the sack? Do we even know? No, no, I don't. Four returning tackles total. Uno, dos, tres. I and mean, what can cuatro. you even say? Like it, it, it is so bad that we're relying on a guy. Like our, we're pinning our hopes and dreams on a guy who last played Big Ten football two years ago.
0: So. But ten wins. Rano in the Discord says he thinks it was John Mincy. Before he broke his elbow. uh, The one
1: returning sack was John Mincy. Shout out to John before he broke his elbow. Ten wins. That's all that matters.
0: So. How do you look at this? Do you look at it as big loss? Or do you look at it as like all due respect, it was Emmett Gooden? Like, I mean, he's He's fine, but, like, is he worth freaking out about it? Or is it like, hey, the defensive line already kind of was a question mark and now it's even worse? Um, I look at it, on one hand, I look at it
1: that, like, in a vacuum, I'm not sure one guy makes that big a difference because um, none of these guys are good. So, like, the defensive line was already going to suck. But, on the other hand, the fact that we lost the best player out of a out of a bad defensive line rotation does not bode well for the rest of the de- defensive line rotation. But, like, I don't think it's, like, some huge, like... Um, I don't think it's, like, some huge deal. I mean, it sucks, but, like... I mean, hey, we're going to get them
0: next year when we're going to be better anyway, so... I don't know if I'll say the defensive line is going to suck this year, but obviously you can't have a lot of confidence in that. Yeah, I mean like I, yeah, if you
1: like if you're going to like if you're going to say the defensive line is not going to suck this fall. If you uh, if you say the defensive line is going to be good this fall, well that's fine. You can say that. It's a free nation. But you should just be like honest and wow. admit that like you're saying that because you're a sheep and like you're pulling it out of your ass. Kids in cages. Like there's no there's no basis for that. Like you're just being being a fan. So that's, I mean, that's fine. Like, like you said, you don't have any, I mean, maybe they won't be as bad as I would take like a decent defensive line right now.
0: Yeah. like Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be good, but I don't have I do not I don't, I don't think they're going to be I, I, awful. I know what you're like, I think the like you said, be de- decent and, and I'll, I'll take, I'll take decent. Like now maybe they are awful and you know, like I feel like we're going to, am I, am I being a little too optimistic and, being a little uh, naive to think our linebackers won't be bad. I think our linebackers might actually well, be good. Well, that's what, I, I, we talked about this. Like, I
1: think Daniel Batuli is good. Like, I think like I think Daniel Batuli is good. They've been raving about Will ignott And we have... They went out
0: of their way to talk about Tuo, 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 Tuo. And then we have too.
1: the Hawaiian and Crouch. And, like, I, th- I agree with you. I think that the linebackers are good. Like, I, I I am right there with you. Like, I've always thought that because I think that I think that Daniel Batuli is good. I think he is a very solid player.
0: I think he got a couple blue chippers too. Like, we'll see what happens with JJ Peterson. But like, you know, I think that's where you. I mean, that's where you've recruited the best, right? I mean, exactly where you've recruited the best if you're Jeremy Pruitt. Well,
1: star wise, star wise, yeah, I think that like obviously like he got he obviously like. Thompson and Flowers, neither of which were rated highly, are both studs in the secondary, and it's both a joke. Like, the, neither one of them were rated high, right? Like, Elante Taylor's a stud, too. He was at least rated high. Like, why was Trayvon Flowers and Bryce Thompson not rated higher? Like, Bryce Thompson is awesome.
0: And I would be, I think Trayvon Flowers is going to start at safety. I was told we might end up starting um Thompson as kind of the uh, the nickel back. Yeah, the star, the star. position. So
1: Thompson or Flowers at Star uh,
0: Thompson. And then okay, put, out, so and then then put Burrell out as the uh, outside corner and have, you know, have two sophomores and one freshman out there. Yeah, but they, they act like Warren Burrell is gonna be awesome. Yeah, no, I mean the- you know, people they've been they've been
1: raving about him. I mean, what was he rated? He was a four star. I, mean, I think
0: he was a three star with a really, really good offer list, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say he was a three star that had offers from everybody you wanted offers from. Like Alabama, like Alabama, Georgia, I think they were in on that guy if I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 you're right. He was a, he was a four-star in rivals but he wasn't even
1: in the top 250. So he's they've recruited star-wise linebacker better than anywhere but they like have not missed at secondary at all. Like the three stars and the guys that aren't rated high turn out to be like ballers basically so he's they've done lights out in the secondary and linebacker recruiting wise the defensive line and you can't it's hard to really flip a defensive line in one year anyway because of the defensive tackle position like you really have to go and i mean it's easier to flip the other positions as quickly as he has as quickly as Pruitt has compared to the defensive line but um they're they're in on several really really highly rated defensive tackles and tier defensive linemen, and They need to get them.
0: It's about goddamn time. If you look at the last two recruiting classes, they haven't they haven't recruited defensive line. Yeah, it's weird. It's
1: weird. They haven't gotten a highly rated defensive tackle yet.
0: I wouldn't even say like highly rated. I'm I'm talking about rating. Like I just mean like they haven't really really even taken bodies. I mean, they got they got a couple of juco sure, but like you know, Jyd was the only four year guy right last year. Had defensive tackle. The year before that, I mean, you had uh, a what's his name from the mid state. Oh, Greg Emerson. I mean, like he would.
1: I bet Greg Emerson would have been awesome if he hadn't had that terrible injury. Sure, sure. I mean, that was like a catastrophic injury, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't mean to call him what's his name because he was somebody who was highly rated. But then, yeah, he got hurt. And then, like, we also signed
1: another defensive tackle in that class, too, from Nashville. But, like, he ended up not even coming to UT because of that injury. He ended up going to North Carolina with Tommy Thigpen. Now, I do think this recruiting class, the defensive line, is going to be really, really good, which, like you said, it's about time. Um, like, Like, we just talked about all the really good players we have in the back seven. If the front... If the front... If the defensive line could just be decent, like Burrell, Thompson, and Flowers, man, who did who, whoever you talk to, who did they say was going to start at safety? Warrior and Flowers. Okay, so Flowers is going to start at safety.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thompson's going to move to the to the nickelback.
1: Okay, that's that was kind of what I remember thinking in, like in the spring and stuff people would talk about safety and they wouldn't talk about Flowers as much because he got hurt so early last year. I thought Flowers was our best safety game one last year against West Virginia. Like he, athletically speaking, was moved better than anyone else. And I thought people kind of like he kind of got forgotten about because the other two freshmen were so good. But like Trayvon Flowers, the way he moves
0: is different than any other safety. Well, he's he's an elite athlete. Like he yeah. was a he was a four star baseball player too. Like he he knows how to. I mean, he's just athletic. Yeah, he's one of those guys who can play anything and can go out there and, and, and play. So you're guys saying that at safety we're gonna have? War- yeah, I mean, this was just from an interview I had. I mean, like I said, we're doing this at four o'clock. I just came off the radio where we we, we talked to Jesse on the radio. Like he he was the one who said that. Like on the air. Like it wasn't like a secret. Okay. Okay. Or okay. Like, yeah.
1: So three freshmen, I mean three sophomores and a freshman in the in the in the back five. Well, that's what it looks like. I don't care about that at all. I actually, I actually like that because two years from now they're going to be elite. Hopefully, next year they'll be. Elite. Yeah, yeah. Next year they'll be elite too. I remember thinking like I remember talking about this with you last year after the Georgia game. After the Georgia game last year when we really when we really hung with Georgia and they didn't do anything to our defense, I remember us talking about us saying a year from now, we really think the defense is going to be killing people. We really think the defense is going to be good. Like we were saying this last year like just a year from now, we're going to be we're going to be really good. I still I still feel that way. They just have to they just have to
0: figure out the defensive line. The defensive, line, the defensive line has to be serviceable. Like, I know right now on paper, like, or at least with returning production, right? Because it's weird because we got all the re- returning production on offense, but people still have, kind of have questions about the offense. With the defensive line, like, there's zero returning production. Like, it, it, on paper, it could be worse than, ne- than last year's offensive line if you just look at, like, what you know you have, right? 100%. Like our linebackers might not have a chance if they're gashing us for six or seven yards. Like if they're if our defensive linemen are getting pushed back to the to the second level, our linebackers aren't gonna have a chance, and then of course they're not gonna have to throw the ball against the secondary because they can get six or seven yards running the ball. I mean that that that's in play. And I'm not saying that's necessarily in play because of Emmett Gooden, because even with Emmett Gooden, you didn't have a lot of returning production on the defensive line. So that sucks.
1: Yeah, it's going to be... Like, it's funny because we obviously have talked about him nonstop. But, like, not only is is the Junkyard Dog going to play a lot, it sounds like he's looking like he's going to be pretty good. Like, I was reading what Jesse was saying. Like, Jesse was talking about how much better he moves than Savion Williams like JYD is just so much quicker and like for a guy his size he shouldn't be that quick it sounds like not he's gonna play just because there's nobody else to play but but like he's pretty good like I wouldn't be surprised if he's our starting defensive tackle would you I mean I wouldn't be at all
0: I mean, I mean, no because that, all all I think all we have to do to get that to be a reality is have Emmett Gooden shred his ACL, check, and have the incident blade tell Aubrey Solomon sorry. And at this point, uh what percentage would you would you give it that Solomon gets cleared?
1: Like 15, 20.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I was going to say it's 50/50 50, 50 at best. But you go 15 or 20? Yeah, I don't I, I I have no
1: confidence that Aubrey Solomon is getting cleared. It's August the 9th, right? August the eighth. August eighth. Eight eight. Big I day for I, new balance. Like, every day that it goes down, every every day, like every further day, like my my confidence goes further down. Like I didn't think there was any way in the world we would get to fall practice and we wouldn't have a ruling. Like why is there any like I, I see no reason to be positive about it. I mean, there's no reason to think he's gonna get gonna get eligible. I mean, it's it's been over eight months.
0: You want to do a quick run through uh, your feelings on the offense? Yeah, we can. Okay, Seth. Uh, what are your feelings on the offense?
1: Well, it sounds like Ty Chandler is gonna be gonna be a baller. Yep. Which I think he is one of the best running backs in the SEC.
0: And like, uh, if, I think he might. I think he's our best offensive player.
1: Yes. Oh, I I totally, I 100% agree with that. I think that not only does he need to get, like, I think he needs 15 to 20 carries at a minimum, and I think he needs 5 to 10 catches a game. I think he's deadly catching the ball, and I don't understand why he didn't catch the ball more out of the backfield last year, because I can think of, off the top of my head, two touchdowns he scored catching the ball. One was the NFL cut that he made against Georgia when he broke that dude's ankles and then he made the one down the seam against Auburn. I he is he is deadly in the open field period. Like he needs to get the ball on a handoff 15 20 times a game, but I think he's just as scary when he catches it out of the backfield. He is an NFL player and like if somebody asked me like my one like sheep opinion about UT that I 100% in deep down truly believe it would be that Ty, Ty Chandler is one of the best running backs in the SEC. I would put him up against just about everybody.
0: I think if Jim Chaney uses him the right way, he could be, uh, you know, an all-SEC back. Yeah, I think if it Jim- Which sounds crazy to say, which sounds crazy to say with what, you know, Tennessee had at offensive line last year. But, like you said, you got to get him out in the pass game some. I think he's crazy good catching the ball. Like... I really do,
1: and I just don't, I never understood, like I don't understand why we didn't do it more. Because, you know, it's hard to, it was hard to get space last year with this offensive line because by the time Chandler got the ball, he was getting hammered. So, do a swing pass or something. I wouldn't be surprised if Eric Gray is our number two by the end of the year, the way people talk about him.
0: Oh yeah, sure, I mean, and plus, I mean, Tim Jordan's, Tim Jordan's not bad. Fine, no, I mean he just can't read a can't read a block. I mean, he, he he struggled with reading a block last year. Like he he missed so many holes and so many yards because he made them more difficult for himself. He wanted to bounce everything outside. Like it worked against West Virginia, but like he had to run so hard for all of those yards against West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. I mean he's fine. Like yeah, like, I have nothing against him. I, I just wouldn't be surprised if the the more talented guy.
1: Yeah, I would like Gray to be number two, and I would like to use Jordan as just like a battering ram right up the middle at the end of games, goal line type stuff. I mean, I think the wide receiver core is good. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Palmer becomes your best wide receiver.
0: That's what everyone always says.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Palmer is the best wide receiver this year. I would be surprised. How's that for a take? That's good. You said you wouldn't be. Well, guess what? I would be. Embrace debate. I think that Jordan Murphy will have a bigger year than people think. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. Maybe that that might just be wishful thinking thinking because it makes me so mad that we don't get him the ball more because he's so fast. Because he's like the fastest guy at wide receiver. Why does he not get the ball more?
0: Well, because our offensive coordinator last year was a dipshit. He, and our offensive line couldn't block. So, I mean, you're really fighting uphill in that situation. We were.
1: That's a good way to describe the 2018 Tennessee offense. We were fighting uphill. I mean, like, isn't it crazy Tyler Bird is still a wide receiver at the University of Tennessee?
0: Yes, yes. I figured he'd be a defensive back by now. Remember, he was going to be a first-round pick as a defensive back. Yeah, he played it for, like, one practice last year. And then everyone's like, oh, wait, no, he's, he's not good at that either. <laughs> Has there ever been a more hype player that, like, wasn't a five-star? I know everyone's going to say Khalil and, you know, Richman, whatever. Those guys were five-stars. Like, Tyler Bird was the guy we all thought was going to be an All-American, and he is not good at anything. And I'm sorry if you're listening, Tyler Byrd. And Austin Pope, please don't tell him I said that because he seems like a nice person. But Tyler Bird, we thought he was going to be so good, and then he sucks. He wasn't good at receiver. Like, oh, he's not playing his right position. Put him at defensive back. And guess what he did at defensive back? Suck there too. Buddy, like, I think that
1: one thing I do want to say about that, though, is like how much stuff he did as a freshman. Like, Tennessee fans weren't wrong to think this guy was going to be good. Like, his. There was a. Like, as a freshman, there were times when he was catching the ball every multiple catches a game, running the ball multiple times a game, and he was returning kicks. Like,. I mean, he was doing, like, he he was doing a lot, you know, and, I mean, he returned 11 kickoffs in 2016, he carried the ball quite a bit, he had a lot of catches as a freshman, like, he was doing it all, and then he just disappeared, like, it looked like he was going to blow up, and then, like, he caught one pass last year, one for 20 yards, against Georgia State, I think. Or maybe it was against Alabama. I think he scored a touchdown against Alabama, actually.
0: He got, what, 23 touches as a a wide receiver in year one as a freshman, 2016. And then 10 returns. And the last two years, he has touched the ball a total of, what, six plus one is seven. He's touched the ball seven times in two years. Like, why did he not transfer? Like, that's including kick and punt returns. He's kicked, the, he's touched the ball seven times in two years. Why did he not transfer? It's a pretty good average. He touched the ball one time last year and scored one touchdown. <laughs> uh, how are we feeling about the offensive line? Um, I mean, I'm really going to miss Nathan Neehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to nathan if you're listening
1: yeah 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 no offense to Nathan. get, get
0: healthy soon get healthy soon get healthy
1: so- no he retired right
0: well i mean i think he he quit slash medically retired so i mean just get healthy take care of that body yeah take care of that body yeah
1: so we're gonna go with Wanya morris at left tackle yes um jameer johnson at left
0: you uh you're writing off trey smith I was thinking Trey Smith at right. At right guard? Yeah. I've always assumed he was going to be left guard again.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I don't know. They love that Calvert guy, so I don't know. I, don't, I, don't I think know Calvert's going to start. That's what I'm saying. They love that Calvert guy, so I think that's our right guard.
1: Okay. Trey Smith at left guard. Chocolate Crowder at center.
0: And Tatum at right tackle for right now. I don't know. I know this weekend there was bad reports, or not bad reports, but just that Darnell was running with the second team. But then they all started praising him, saying he had great practices. So I don't know if Tatum's if Tatum's up to three thirty and still athletic and strong. Like I'd be okay if him starting at right tackle and, and letting Darnell Wright play guard or something in the meantime. I, I don't know. I read
1: like I read Je- a breakdown from Jesse on Monday, and he was talking about like how good like Wright looked, like how just moving. And like just athletically speaking, like he obviously had the freshman and like acclamation. you know, it took him a second. It took him a couple practices. But like that, that thing I read on Monday, whatever practice that was from was talking about, like you could really tell that like he was, he, you know, he was the real deal. Like he just
0: moved so well. He was so quick and so big. I wonder, now that we talk about it, I wonder if the Tatum running with the ones at right tackle is potentially like a backup plan for Trey Smith. That way you can have Calvert and Darnell Wright at guard. I wonder if that's like, they're like, hey, Tatum might have to be the starter because we're going to have to put right up. Slide right inside if, if Trey Smith can't go. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's part of their thinking.
1: I mean, I know it's that the the offensive line is going to be pretty versatile as long as they stay healthy. That you know they're going to be able to move some guys around. I mean, let's just hope that may, maybe Chocolate Crowder can be okay. I think Carvin can be good, too. They were they raved about him all fall camp, and he started a couple games, and then he just hit the freshman wall and disappeared. I think Carvin can be good, too, and people forget about him, but he did start as a true freshman.
0: Yeah, don't steal Matthew's take. That was Matthew's take in the Discord. I know, I know I'm saw. responding to him. I know, but you didn't give him credit. You just made the podcast people think that you were talking about Carvin. Credits so Matthew Voss.
1: Credits to Matthew Voss. Yeah. <laughs> Show some credit to the to the patrons, who we love. We love Matthew Voss. We do love Matthew Balls. He's a good man. I've always said that. I've always said he's a good man.
0: All right, let's get to some patron questions. Before we do that, let's shout out the new patrons. Uh, new $10 patron, your boy Luke Pellegra.
1: Shout out to Luke. He knows that I love him very, very, very much and that I'm thankful that he's helping feed my family, as he always does. He's my favorite.
0: Uh, Ryan Schumpert edited his pledge to $5. Shout out to Ryan. We love you. New $5 to our patron, Nick Moretti. Shout out to Nick Moretti. I've seen him in the the Discord. We love you. New $5 to our patron, Lee McPherson. Shout out to Lee. We love you. New $5 to our patron, Juan Aranda. Shout out to Juan. We love you. That's your boy, right? Do you know him? I feel like I do, but I don't know for sure. Okay. All right. Like I mean I, I, I no, I mean I, I don't know. Okay. I mean I I think I'm familiar with the name, but you just put me on the spot now, fucking asshole.
1: Producer will edit that part out.
0: Producer, make please make sure to cut that out. Uh, our boy Cody edited his pledge to $10. Cody with a T. Cody. Cotee with a T. Cody. Shout out to Cotee. We love you. Matt Brooks edited his to $5. Shout out to Matt. We love you. All right, Doug Brooks. He asks, which 2020 road trip is more appealing, going to Oklahoma or going to South Carolina in early October? Ooh. Um, well, I don't
1: think early October is going to make that much of a difference because it's still hotter than hell here in early October. And Columbia, South Carolina, is one of the hottest cities in the southeast. So I've been to South Carolina a couple times for football games, so I'd rather go to Norman.
0: Chances we win that game in
1: 2020? Um, I would put it at about one percent. That seems low. I envision getting cucked by Lincoln Riley.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's possible. But is is he gonna have one of those quarterbacks? I mean, I know he's got like I believe he had like a top two or three commit last year, who's a freshman now. Maybe even the number one guy. He was overall. the number
1: one quarterback in the nation last year, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean he might be ready, I guess, or yeah. maybe Tate Martell will transfer from Miami there. I don't know if he's gonna any eligibility <laughs> left because Are they gonna be good? Maybe they can maybe they can cut Florida in that first game. I don't know. Florida's only favored by seven. I think Florida's gonna beat the hell out of them, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just I got a theory I'm working on with first year coaches. I'm gonna that's gonna be my 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 bets in both college football and the NFL. I'm just fading first year coaches. In every situation.
1: Okay.
0: I respect it. First-year coaches at their new teams, I'm fading them. How about me cooking myself in your fantasy football league? I just opened up a new $50 league if you want in, I'm, by the way. I, there's got, I got a couple spots for the people if they want in, too. Uh, fill it up quickly, but if you want one, I'll put you in. I might. I'll, let me think about it. What do you mean you might? You just talked about cooking yourself, and now you're doing it again. I don't know. Maybe. I
1: don't know. At
0: least this time you're actually thinking about it. Last time you just sent me $75 to get in the league and then never actually joined the league. Yeah, I didn't know I had to do anything. I thought you were going to do that for me. And then I got to looking at the roster. I was like, I don't see Seth's name on here. I texted you and said, hey, did you get out of the league? And you said, no, I don't think so. Without telling me the fact that you've never actually signed up. You can't leave something you never joined. I thought you were going to do all that stuff for me. I mean, I've built a whole goddamn brand for us. What else do you want?
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay, fair enough.
0: So if it's a 1% chance we're going to be Oklahoma, why the hell do you want to go there? I would be cool to see a stadium.
1: Did you go the first time or no? No, I did not.
0: Me neither. Um, If we're good this year, I might try to go.
1: I am planning on I am a tentative yes right now for that game.
0: I'm not going to ask your lo- your plans cuz I know I won't be involved in them so I might see you there. <laughs> you you can you can you- South Carolina just shut up. South Carolina <laughs> in early October if it's hot it's still probably hot enough to go to the beach in Charleston, right? Like go to Charleston and then come back maybe. Um how close is Charleston to Columbia? Like an hour and a half?
1: Oh, it's that close? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's a good idea. That's actually a nice little weekend.
0: An hour and a half might be overshooting it it's too. It's an might hour be and fifty four minutes. Okay, I was undershooting. It I didn't
1: course. realize Columbia was so far south. I mean, so far east. Okay, cool. That's actually that would actually be like a really nice weekend.
0: That sounds like a so good that's idea. not a bad idea. Maybe hit the hit the beach up. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Just check out Folly.
1: Stay in Charleston and then just come to Columbia for the game.
0: Yeah, I think so, maybe.
1: It is a seven-hour drive from Memphis to Norman, Oklahoma. Straight I-40, so that's nice. You just go on I-40 the entire way. And that's not as far as I thought it would be to get to Oklahoma.
0: I guess Well, I mean, for, for us over here in East Tennessee, that's 13 hours. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you might have to fly. I don't know. I like road trips. If true. we're worth a damn, I might try to go. I don't know. You're a big road trip. You're a big you're a big road trip guy. Just put on some music and just hit the road. <laughs> you would have been a good truck driver. I still think about it.
1: I know you do. I know you do. But you can't. We have uh, a we have a
0: brand now. You can't be a truck I driver. I could podcast from the road. It, it might take my, my my brand to another level, become national. <laughs> stop in all these little diners like I'm on college football game day. Taste of the Town with John Reed. That would be good. I would listen. I'll convince them that I'm important and they'll roll out the red carpet for me. My goal is to eat biscuits and gravy at every truck stop across America. (laughs) Give me some biscuits and gravy. That's what what I specialize in. Yeah. Hank asked, uh, would you sacrifice one of your eyes for the junkyard dog? No, No, No. I would not sacrifice one of my eyes. No. I would sacrifice maybe not being able to see out of one eye for like a week. Maybe, but that's that's like max, and I don't – that's only if you promise me that JYD is an all-SEC type of player. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be John Henderson. Yeah. Davey asks, what is the grossest prank you have ever pulled on someone? Uh,
1: I don't really have one. I'm not I'm not gross.
0: Freshman year of college, I was hanging out. I think everyone went to the dorm – or went to the game, excuse me. I was hanging out in my buddy AJ's dorm. I don't – I wasn't a student at the time, um, so I didn't have student tickets, so I just hung back out at the place. I was drinking and watching sports. I had to pee. I peed into a Corona bottle and put it back in the fridge because I didn't want to go to the bathroom, so I put it back in the fridge. And later, one guy came back and wanted a beer and got the Corona, and I kept telling him, I was like, hey, you don't want this one. Like, you don't you don't want that one. But I was too ashamed to tell people I did it because, like, I was like there's a lot of people in there, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just, like, my one buddy I was going to try to prick. Man. There was, like, eight people in there, and I didn't want to be like, hey, i just been sitting here all day eating, drinking, and pissing into bottles. So I just let it ride, and I was like, you don't want that one. He's like, no, I drink Corona all the time with my stepdad. I can handle it. And I was like, bro, you don't want that Corona. That one's not good. And he took a huge gulp out of it. <laughs> a huge gulp out of it and i just started dying laughing he obviously realized he obviously realized what he had done he was gagging and throwing up and i was just like bro i tried to warn you but you wanted to be a tough guy he wasn't mad at you he was a little guy he couldn't have done nothing like it, what was he gonna do if he got mad just get beat up it was he gonna be the guy who drank pee then got beat up over it like that that's no way to live that's true that's true that's like a double cooking yeah, like, if, you, you, if you're if you going to drink the pee, you, you got to make sure you can win the fight, and he was not going to win the fight. Yeah, why did you put it back in the fridge? Because I thought maybe it would be a funny prank to try, but like I said, whenever it actually came time to it, I didn't want to get him with it. Because, like, I had no issue with the guy. Yeah. He wasn't really in our friend group, but he kind of hung around. Like, he was from the same high school, but we weren't really close or anything. And I put it in the fridge, like I said, to maybe prank somebody. <laughs> Plus, I didn't want one piss sitting in the sitting in the dorm. So one thing led to another, and then he acted like a tough guy. So I just had to let him do it. Yeah. So you thought it would be a funny prank
1: to make someone drink?
0: Your really, I think in my mind they were just going to get it out and get it close to their lips and smell it and stop, and that was going to be the prank. Like, haha, almost gotcha. I mean, because obviously it was open, right? The bottle was open. Mm-hmm. Who the hell's reaching for an open Corona? That's true. This guy was just trying to show out and prove... Look, we're like 18, you know, like so not everyone's drinking. So he's just trying to act tough like he could drink. All right, man, knock yourself out.
1: Drinking Corona is a known badass move, so...
0: Yeah, that's what I didn't really understand, but like I said, we're 18, so maybe it was a little bit more badass at the time. Yeah. That's pretty gross. Nmoro17 and, and asked, would you rather your kid be super smart or super athletic? So let's say you're top 1% in the world, and if you pick the one, your other one, you're just uh, below average. We'll call you like in the 40 percentile. Okay. the J, there be super smart or super athletic. Um...
1: And I don't know which one is more fraught with uncertainty. Like, I want to say I would just pick him to be athletic because he's going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars by the time he's 22. And then, like, if he's below average in intelligence, well, that's fine. We'll handle the money and just multiply it. I think that's what I'm going to go. But then he could also get hurt and not make anything, whereas, like, if he tours ACL and he's brilliant, then he can still make money. Well, I mean, if he's in the top 1 percentile of intelligence, he could also just have a car wreck and die and never make any money that way, too.
0: Or be severely autistic and no one wants to hang out with him. That's true.
1: Not have very good social skills. Never get married because
0: he's too autistic. He's too smart. He can never find his match. I, being in the 1 percent of intelligence would be... scary. Yeah, it's a lonely
1: world out here. I and mean, there's not many people I can talk to. Like, I have to just grip my teeth and get through 99% of my social interactions every day. The 1% is the hour I spend with you every week because you're, you're an intellectual just like I am.
0: Sure. Sure. So,
1: you know, we can, we can talk about philosophy and stocks and bonds, JYD. So this gives me enough intellectual nutrition to get through the rest of the week. But otherwise it's, it's pretty tough being so smart.
0: It's hard. I mean going to like the quiz bowl and seeing your kid win the spelling be, that's not that fun. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather him be like really good at sports. I mean, I'd rather him be like throwing touchdowns. Yeah. And just
1: launching touchdowns on Friday night, that would be pretty badass.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not going to I hope he doesn't peak in high school. That I'm not getting really pumped. Well, you up were talking about
1: football. quiz bowl, so I was like doing the analog of high school. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure, sure. I think they have debate teams and quiz teams in college too, I think, but I'm not I'm not sure.
1: So yeah.
0: Although seeing him going to run on Jeopardy would be pretty cool. That would be cool.
1: That would be pretty cool too.
0: How's Alex doing? Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's good. Um, we, uh, I think we were set up to try to say intelligence, but we're both going athletic. Yeah. Right. Yep. We're both going athletic. I am. Uh, Chad wants to know: Do you have any law you want abolished immediately? Um,
1: not that I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Is there one you'd want to implement?
1: Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Um, I would probably do something to like keep American car companies from... I would keep any American manufacturer from manufacturing things overseas. Like Ford plant, all Ford plants in America. That kind of thing. I would probably do some protectionist, um, business stuff, business type stuff. I would do that. Like, like I, 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 Apple's not going to be producing parts in China. Apple's not going to be getting parts in China made. You know that kind of thing. Like, Google's not going to refuse a U.S. military contract while they're doing stuff for the Chinese
0: military. Uh, you sound like a nerd. I don't want to hear this anymore. Uh, Ryan Shannon asks, is it more important to get wins against teams we should beat or to compete against Alabama and Georgia? I like that question. Say that again, sorry. Is it more important that you get wins against teams you should beat or compete in the Alabama and Georgia games.
1: Win games. You
0: yeah, know, win games. Yeah. I don't know. Competing in those games would be promising, but if you're losing the other games, like, it's not really telling you much, you know what I mean? If you get beat by 40 by Georgia and Bama, that would suck.
1: It would suck, but yeah, just win games. I think
0: you still got to, yeah, you got, to, you got to
1: take the win. You got to win games. Like, that's all that matters is winning games.
0: You seen any questions that uh, you wanna you wanna get to?
1: No, I'm I haven't even looked at the questions. Um, I just been talking. I just been talking to you, buddy. Yeah,
0: that's good. It was still a good episode. Yeah, no, I'm happy with it. I'm content. Um, so give me time to edit it and get it up before Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah,
1: get out of here. Go enjoy your movie with Kendall. Give her my love.
0: Okay. <laughs> Looking to see if there's anything else I need to hit. We put out the thread yesterday, so like it's all the questions are kind of just How about people have been talking? Um
1: we can do another one this weekend.
0: Oh, okay. Well double. We'll double episode. Okay, yeah, football's here. Yeah, I'll have
1: more time this weekend.
0: Yeah, that sounds fun. All right. Shout out to the patrons to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash ranch, help feed Seth Hughes' family. Like I said, I got a couple spots left in a new $50 fantasy league. Uh, grab them. This is the last one I'm starting. I'm already, I'm already in two too damn many of them. So grab a spot. Um, stickers. Oh, I guess to send a couple stickers to some people. New patrons. Uh, all that good stuff. All right. Seb, love you. Have a good night. Love you too, buddy. Later. He drinks orange
2: juice and vodka in the basement while she's talking to someone long distance for hours and hours on end as he's slowly sipping he thinks about his children in the heart attacks that youngest daughter's always giving him he ain't smoked no marijuana since he got on And breaking, trying to earn a piece of mind. She sells Avon to buddies and saves a little money on the makeup she's been using to hide away. Sits and watches TV. Usually if.